One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Hell, yeah, what else can I say? Welcome back to the program. I'm Ryan Shores. With me, as always, is Dave Callens. Hey. And Robert Timmy on the soundboard. So it's guys, the Christmas show. It's going to air Christmas Eve. We do not. Oh, is it? Yeah. About that? We do not have a Christmas show. Woo-hoo! A holiday show, Bobby. Christmas blows. show. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot Dave celebrates Hanukkah and Ryan Kwanzaa. And I'm the only one here who's left as a real American. <laughs> I uh, prefer to think of it as Halloween part two. <laughs> guys, I, I, I think I may have done something borderline appropriate on the way over here. I'm going to guess you probably did. <laughs> I was cut First off. of all, she shouldn't have mouthed off like that. As far as your car, it was like that when I got here. I, I was cut off um, on the freeway okay. by someone with one of those decals in the back that says, like, Angel Hernandez, gone but not forgotten. Oh, no. 1985 to 2017. Rest in peace. We miss you, brother. <laughs> yeah. And I caught up to him and I yelled, God killed your friend because you don't use your turn signal. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny is he put that on two years ago. He has no clue what you're talking. Like when you drive by, that's just part of his truck to him, right? Like he doesn't. (laughs) What with those? He doesn't put two and two. I mean, I get it for like the funeral party, right? Like you put that on for the funeral party so that everybody knows not to honk at you when you're driving 25 down the road. But then after that, you take it off. No, no. Those big decals. First of all, it takes a little bit of money to get those made, I think. And then, you know, that's not just a one-day sticker. Those are on there. I see those mm, once a week. Right. And I've never understood those. Number one, it would be chaos if everyone that lost somebody had to put one of those in their car. True. And that's why I'm thinking, like, are you insinuating you're the only person on this freeway that's lost somebody? No, they just love them more. <laughs> uh, but no, they love thinking... themselves more. Let me tell you why. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. Actually, Ryan is giving me a really good idea. All right, let's make you're gonna some... You're going to kill people and then sell the stickers. <laughs> kind of, kind of. Let's make some degenerate merch. And the whole point is, it just says some random person's just name. Just says Ryan Shores, rest in peace? No, actually, here's the even better one. It's always like a two-year-old. It's always like 2017 to 2019. It's some random name. We sell this. You put it on the back of your car, and it's the same as the back the badge sticker, which is that any cop or CHP officer who pulls you over, you just look up at the sticker like, you're really going to give me a ticket? My <laughs> two-year-old just died six months ago. Bobby, really? Bobby, this whole plan is contingent on the <laughs> uh, on the fact that uh, cops have any empathy for yeah, anybody at all. Care. I think yeah. if you said that, and then worst case scenario, you put it on YouTube, and <laughs> you make up the ticket price in a Hundred million views. Oh no, no! That, the minute you pulled out your phone, he would start night sticking you across the collarbone. Wait, you guys don't tape every session you have with a cop? No, what I'm the white. What kind of wild west are you I feel living? Like in? Bobby seeks them out just so yeah. that he can record some shit. Yeah. Let me say this also about the decals: is number one. I don't like having to uh, tell somebody I lost somebody because then comes the obligatory like uh, oh I'm so sorry and yeah, I, yeah. it makes me feel uncomfortable like when 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 uh, when someone asks you about like, you know my, my parents dying when I was younger like I'm like ah oh, shit I don't mind telling the story but I'm like oh they're gonna feel obligated right. to say I'm so sorry brother you're so brave or whatever the fucking thing they're next gonna say. time Ryan crinkle loses- their eyebrows and pretend to care yeah. next time Ryan loses a friend and he's talking about it they're like so what happened and he's like. I don't know. She just died so young. Just instead, make him feel better. Just be like, yeah, I heard she was a bitch. (laughs) Where am I going to get a new producer? (laughs) (laughs) 
Robert Timothy, gone but not forgotten. So that's why when I see those fucking decals, I feel a certain way. Like, this guy wants to be sympathy magnetic. Mm. This guy, everywhere he goes, wants people to go, oh, who's Angel Hernandez? Like, he's my brother. He died in a motorcycle accident. So that they'll go, I'm so sorry. Yeah, thanks a lot. Like, I just, I feel like it's a narcissistic thing to put the dead relative in the back of your car. (laughs) See, I don't. I I think what it is is something that's done in grief. Like, I feel so bad, and this is going to be a feeling I have forever. Uh, what what you really need is a good six months hindsight down the road peeling the, the sticker off the back of the window, right? Like, he, it's okay if your buddy just dies and you're like, I will never get over this. You know, I want to get tattoos and put stuff on my car and the whole nine yards. But after about six months when you're like, yeah, but now we should go to Disneyland and have some fun, right? Like, we can take the depressing sticker off the back now. Can you imagine how bad the person's going to feel? Going to peel that stuff. Yeah, I know, like, I know. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm doing this to Angel. Oh, man. Also, this really fucked up my paint. I should have used a better epoxy sticker. <laughs> oh, man. designed for this. The sticker even says never forget, and I'm scraping <laughs> it off. <laughs> we had a uh, celebrity come to town do a show Ooh. at the comedy club. Uh, really? Yes, uh, Entourage's own Jeremy Piven came oh, through town. Oh God! Did his uh, hair yeah. catch up with him? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard from everybody it was a it was a god awful shit show. I've heard that about his comedy since he started two years ago. Uh-huh. Here's the thing: Jeremy Piven really has me scratching my head. Okay, because we've talked many times about how a lot of celebrities turn to stand up comedy once yep. their career's over, right? But those are all people that, like, you know, they were a third banana on a uh, sitcom like 30 years ago. You they know? bang the president for money. Like, the, whatever it is. The, mon- the, yeah, the, the, the money is gone. Whatever it is, they didn't have a uh, stellar career to begin with. Yeah. And it's, un- at least, it's at least understandable because I know that I shit talk on people like, you know, Screech and Steve O and Stormy Daniels doing stand up and all that. But I understand it. They figured out you can get like a thousand dollar paycheck to go up on stage in shitty towns, mm-hmm. and and people will just be impressed with the novelty. You're even there. Like, yeah. can you believe Steve O's and Sheepshead Bay? So you know, <laughs> so they, they don't even care if you're that good. So why wouldn't you do that? Everyone's got to eat. And by the way, it's kind of hard for a celebrity to you know delist or not go back to a normal job. Yeah. I mean, like, look what happened to that guy that was on the Cosby Show. Yeah, he tried oh, to yeah, check yeah. back Trader like, Joe's or something. Yeah, and somebody and was like, oh, we're gonna. No, yeah. he raped a bunch of people and went to jail. <laughs> no, 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 yes, that guy. Uh, but, <laughs> no, no, he, yeah, like he he was working at Trader Joe's. He was like the third lead on the Cosby Show. He was like the the son-in-law or something. I mean, he's still an actor, but acting work is sporadic, and yeah. you know, some many people have to get you know jobs to get to to make ends meet. And this guy's doing honest work, trying to make a paycheck, and someone snaps a pig, and then the whole internet goes, ha ha ha, fuck that guy, what a loser. So I understand. This is something that agents should tell all their clients. If you want to be famous, I need you to pick up a skill that doesn't involve you interacting with the public. So if this goes bad later, you're not subject to a bunch of assholes with smartphones taking pictures of you everywhere you go. Like, you you know, get a job servicing fire extinguishers. Like, something where you're not dealing with people on a regular basis. Like, get a job where you're producing decals in memorial. You know, something like that. Is there a job where I can yell at people doing that? That'd be fun. <laughs> I mean, I understand how these guys, I'm not happy about it, but when the guy from Kid and Play does stand up, I'm like, yeah, well, the money's gone, so he's yeah, got to yeah. do something. But with Jeremy Piven, though, 
All right, that guy was on Entourage for fucking nine seasons. Let's not forget he's been making feature films since like 92. I think PCU was like early 90s. It was 93. Yeah, so yeah. like it's not like Entourage was the only paycheck he ever got. Either. Right, but, but well, let's- That's the funny thing too though is like every story I've heard about him like for years and years, every story I've heard about Jeremy Pippen, he's an asshole. Sure. Like here's yeah. stories about he tips people yeah. shitty and whatever, but he's just a prick. And then you think back at PCU, that was supposed to be his breakout movie. Like yeah. If you go watch now, he's the lead. Yeah. And that was like that generation's, it was supposed to be their animal house. And he yeah. was supposed to be like this big star. He was, he was supposed and, to be the next Belushi. Yeah. Yes. And it didn't happen. Yeah. And, and then, you have to wonder like, well, is he really that much of a piece of shit? You, well, right. got to be. Oh, I just thought it was because in 93, he had really bad male pattern baldness. And like, you could not <laughs> imagine, he, he didn't play the young college guy well. You're like, what are you in the 40s? What are you doing? What are you <laughs> he did look like a 41 year old college student. Yeah. But he was good in that movie. That was a fun movie. It was movie. a fun sure, movie. Yeah, yeah. And so the fact that that didn't translate to anything else for him, you've got a thing like oh yeah he's and then just a every fucking... other role he was like a walk-on role that like, had like a cameo yeah. Like, yeah he was like the checkout guy that was hey man how's it going or he's, he's the friend s- see you later movie yeah. yeah he yeah. was like he was in the movie for like five minutes it, like no one knew his name till entourage like yeah. he, he was just that guy like oh yeah pcu pcu <laughs> that's what i referred to him as i'm like pcu guy so let's pretend he had those movies back then, right? Uh-huh. And then stopped. Then I would understand the whole stand-up thing these days. I'm like, oh, that money's probably gone. But he was getting, I looked it up, $350,000 per episode Jesus. of Honorage. That show was on the air for like nine well, seasons. Well, I mean, in Hollywood terms, that's like poverty level. Yeah, you know right. I mean? <laughs> First of all, what do you do with that money? Like, Do you think he burned through it making bad choices? See, that's why I'm scratching my head so much about why he's doing stand-up, because he clearly hates it. Everyone that's seen him do stand-up yeah. can tell he does not want to be in that club at all. He does not want to be on the road. He does not want to be on that stage. He would rather be anywhere else. He looks like Chevy Chase and Caddyshack 2. <laughs> it just, it, oh, I don't want to. So it's not. This. So it's almost as if people going to his show, because again, he's bad at comedy, and then if he right. doesn't like doing it too, it's almost like you're actually just paying to see a guy in the stockade, right? Like, I know this is this is bringing misery to you, and I'm taking a little pleasure from being in the audience while this is happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I'm wondering. I'm like, was his spending so bad that he burned through a literal fortune and now has to do stand-up gigs for a thousand bucks a pop? Or, or... Does he have some weird compunction to still be in the stuff? Because the reason he's doing this is he got me too'd and he uh, can't get acting work anymore. That's why he's doing who this. Who me too'd him? Few people. Okay. I, I I don't know. Like there was production assistants, there was makeup girls. Lots of people came forward, and it wasn't like Cosby where it was flat out rape, but it was like some pretty handsy stuff. Can we all talk about real quick a side note in terms of '90s people who uh, were inappropriate with women? How is it? It was that, a different time. How <laughs> is it that out of everybody, Steven Seagal, who apparently had sex slaves and openly sexually assaulted women and stuff, is the only one who made it out of Me Too intact? Well, How is Steven sucks. Seagal still there? I know. There was actual court cases. Yes. He literally <laughs> enslaved women that he brought over from Asia, told them they were going to be a PA on his projects, and made them his sex slaves. And that motherfucker is still running around with his horrible ponytail, and nobody is stopping Not it. Not only that, he's a cop. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, they actually, after all the sex allegations came out, they said you are no longer They promoted alive. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, staff sergeant now. <laughs> okay, you gave an That's what gets your name on the door around here, the Louisiana police force. Yeah. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like thinking, I was like, oh, somebody brought up Steven Seagal, and I was like, how come that guy 
guy's not in jail next to Weinstein. Fuck not having a career. Well, like, that guy was like jailable offenses. Why well, the fuck is he That's why he went on the cop show, became a cop. He's like, well, <laughs> if, I, if, I'm, if I'm a cop, they're going to be less likely to pursue anything. Yeah. Oh, he used to be a cop. Let's let this one slide. He probably thought there was a rule if you're a cop, you can't go to jail. <laughs> oh, I, I wouldn't learn that in one of his movies. <laughs> the only justice in our entire life will come from Judo Gene LaBelle, which, if you guys have heard <laughs> the, the interaction uh, between them, Steven Seagal was like, I have a move to prevent from being choked unconscious. And, and Gene LaBelle, who was a Judo black belt, like if you guys don't know martial arts, he's basically the guy who was the Judo king in America. And he's like, I can choke you. And he goes, No, nah, no, nah, I got a special neck maneuver. And so he put him in a rear naked choke. Steven Seagal immediately went out and crapped his pants. <laughs> That's the maneuver. That's Crap your pants. <laughs> it does get him off you pretty quick. <laughs> but I love that at least if, if nothing else happens, if Steven Seagal dies a rich man in his mansion who never has to contend with the negative things he does, at least Gene LaBelle choked him until he shit his pants. <laughs> you know what? It, it's weird. It, it, it's, uh, there's something about Aikido because that's what Steven Seagal practices. Yes. Yeah. And that was the martial art that uh, college professor I told you guys about who was like, I am an Aikido master. No one can bend my arm. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I put him in an Americana. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, only use one hand. Yes. Oh wow! Now I can't do it. Well, it's there's a lot of fuckery in Aikido. I I have a belt in Aikido. Like I've trained in Aikido. There's a lot of fuckery in it. Like it's there's a lot of like especially if you come from other martial arts and you come to to go do Aikido and they're like and now you punch like this and we move your arm and I was like nobody punches like that. What are you talking? Yeah. You're Dude, relying actually, on a guy to throw a punch wrong for your move to work. Like <laughs> I took Aikido for a semester in school because it was offered. I was like yeah, fuck yeah. yeah, I'll take it. And it was like it's basically like learning a dance. Yes. Like you and your partner have to move in conjunction with each other. I go, this is fucking stupid. Now, there is some like grappling stuff in Aikido that's really useful in terms of small joint manipulation and wrist locks, but that's only because other grappling arts like BJJ don't usually focus on those things, so like it makes it a little bit more prominent, but in general, while wrist locks are great and you can do it, and it's great against somebody who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, if you are fighting any kind of martial artist, Aikido is probably going to get you killed. <laughs> oh, also, when I took my class on uh, the first day, the instructor told us, he's like, Anybody walking around, just anyone in the world, is an Aikido white belt. <laughs> so we all have a white belt in Aikido. So I want yeah, you guys yeah. to know that. You have a white belt in Aikido, Ryan. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, I actually have a higher belt in Aikido. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> oh, uh, back to Jeremy Piven, though. A couple things on that. First of all, it's just that's one of the things that annoys me, and you guys, I'm sure, the same, the most about comedy is like name recognition will carry you yes. so fucking far. Yeah. Because yeah. even though he's terrible at comedy, even though he's a bad person, there's enough people that liked Entourage, that yeah. liked his character that will go see him, and yes. even if he's bad, they'll still like the show. It's almost not even comedy at that point. It's almost like a elongated meet and greet where one right, of them's right. on stage. But they're actually enjoying yes. it, and yeah. that blows my fucking mind. And, but, but he doesn't seem to be enjoying it, so that's why I'm... I, no, I, but I, the fans are. The oh, fans, oh, the people yeah. that go, they're like, oh, this is great. Like, yeah. Are you there shitting me right now? Yeah, there he is. Awful. He's right there. I'm in the same room I as him. I think there's some element of like, Look at the rich performer dance like a monkey for me. You know, like I think that's very there's only, there's only 30 of us in this room. I get to be in here with Jeremy Piven, who was the star of Entourage, and he's got to tell me jokes. No, that that would be our mentality. Yeah. The three of us in here, but to the, your, your average Joe, there's like, that's really him. Yeah. Dude. They'll be at a party next year. I saw Jeremy Piven. Yeah. So, by the way, he, um, uh, my friend uh, Ken Reed over in Boston, uh, we had him on the show. He uh, Jeremy Piven had three shows in Boston, right? He no-showed the first one. <laughs> this is all the same venue? Yeah. He no-showed the first one, and because uh, he was doing three nights. And uh, during the second night, he was doing a, a meet-and-greet where, he, infamously, he won't take off his sunglasses or look at the camera. And, he, and so uh, and he's super rude to everyone. And this guy comes running up, 
punches him in the dick. <laughs> really? Pippin goes down, and the guy runs away. <laughs> Wait, is this on like, like one of those tabloid shows? Can we see a video of this? Yeah, does and any so, video exist? And please. so my friend Ken is talking to his boy like, dude, did you hear someone at the, last night punch Pippin in the dick at the fucking stand-up Boston? He goes, it was me. He goes, <laughs> he goes what? He goes, I did it. I don't know what came over me. <laughs> I, I just saw him. He was being smug, and I was supposed to be on that first show the first night, and 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 and, and he no showed, wow. and then and then I didn't have a. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what happened. I, I put on sunglasses and a hat, and I just ran at him. I hit him in the dick, and he fell down. I where ran the out of there. fuck is TMZ when you need them? Why can't we have that video? The guy literally could not explain what came over him. He just yeah. Went, uh, well, he, I kind of think he doesn't have to. I mean, <laughs> it's totally understandable. Yeah. Was there a slow clap? After <laughs> Ironically, the same one from the film Lucas, which he was in. <laughs> Dude, but uh, funny thing, you were talking about uh, how the, he must have burned through the money, and now he's doing this out of I sheer guess so. obligation. I guess so. How bad is your spending? Or he's right. got too big a nut, right? Maybe he's going out money, but his nut is so big every month that he's got to do something to make it. Yeah. Right, but that's that's a spending issue. That's like fucking control yourself. Yeah, I mean, if, you have, a, if you have houses in Florida, New York, yeah. California, and Maine, you get rid of some. But it, it's funny because like that happens so much to a much lesser degree. I saw this happen years ago at Madhouse. We had someone come through. I forget who it was, but he used to be on SNL. He was a writer mm. for like a year, and uh, we had him for a weekend show. We didn't pay him much. You know, it was just like he was headlining whatever. I know what that gig pays. Yeah. He was talking about being on SNL, and this was like you know five years prior to him being here. He was making 3500 a week, which okay. to me, that's a shit ton of money. Like if I had 3500 a week, I'd be fine. And I mean, now, I mean- while he was at the club – he was talking, he's like, it, I think it was a, a Thursday night, and he is doing a spot. He's like, asked me, he's like, hey, I heard there's a room around here that pays 20 bucks for a spot. You know where that is? I'm like, wow. This guy, to go from 3500 a week to chasing yeah. $20 nights. Like, Ugh. what the fuck? Ugh. How bad is your life? I feel like that's where Pittman is, just in, in bigger numbers. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, I can't imagine that level of fall from grace. Because I don't think I'd ever get over it. No. You know, and like, I've talked to some people where they're just fine with it. Like, yeah, my, my heyday's in the past, you know, past the past. Saw, saw the right on the wall. My band wasn't getting any bigger, so whatever. For me, I'd be like, I. I was on top. <laughs> I, was, I, yeah, I, was, I would be flabber from the ba- big bad Beetleborgs. <laughs> I felt that way a lot when I was in college, and I would watch like kids come in who were very wealthy, like they had come from very wealthy houses. So they had just left their six bedroom, five bathroom mansion in Paso Robles, or, or right. coming in to go live in the dorms, and they were like, "Oh God, like a shared bathroom." Yeah, yeah. On the they're floor. like, "Oh, this is gross. There's all this crap and all this stuff." And I came in, and I was like, "Oh my God, the medical care isn't." like a crazy corpsman from the military throwing needles at you from across the room and waiting eight hours for a prescription? What a There's food out as a buffet on regular times? This is amazing! Like, I felt like I stepped up huge when I went to college. Like, college dorm style lifestyle to me was like living at the Ritz you and everybody like, else. You were like a kid that was raised by wolves yeah, and introduced yeah. to society. Was like, it was, I just, he was Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone too. <laughs> I grew up in mil- military medical insurance so like it was literally you would spend if you had to go get shots or immunizations it would take seven or eight hours you would wait three or four hours for a prescription it was horrible the people poking you with the needles didn't know what they're doing because it's the only place where they don't have to be licensed for it so they just jab until they get something they like it was horrible (laughs) (laughs) it was horrible and I remember everybody was complaining about like university healthcare they're like oh man I sat there the other day I had to wait for almost 45 minutes to see a doctor and I was like you're fucking crazy 
crazy. You're crazy. You know what I have to do to see a doctor? And like going in there, just cruising through prescriptions and stuff. I always felt kind of bad for the kids who had it really good growing up because I was like, oh, this must be hell for you. And for me, this is a vacation. <laughs> you know what was great? When I used to work in healthcare, uh, there was a uh, old Croatian woman I worked with. Every time someone would come up and be like, I've been waiting for 30 minutes. I would go get her, and she'd be like, in Croatia. <laughs> I would wait four days for treatment. Four days. She would literally tell them that and then shame them into sitting down. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> I have a little bit of that going on because it's one of those situations where I'm generationally really, really far from my parents. They're both, they were both in their 40s when they had me. Yeah. And so my dad was a Purple Heart Vietnam vet who got shot up in Nam and spent his life in the military. My mom started her life in a non-Nazi-occupied third world country that has, she had to leave on 30 minutes notice because her father ended up on a death list and they had to sneak out away from the communists. And so I would like come home and oh, I'd be like... Oh, go with the death list again. Right, exactly. So I'd be like, I'd come home and I'd be like, oh man, I didn't make the football team. And she's like, the communists tried to slaughter my family. Took everything we owned. <laughs> oh, man. So, I was hoping to be like, I didn't make the football team. She's like, shit, we have to move to a new district. <laughs> You bring shame to family. <laughs> uh, Bobby, in your dorm, we went to very different schools. What was your dro freshman drop-off rate uh, during the first semester? I, cause oh, I saw super huge. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw a steep one. D Dave, what about you? I mean... Yeah, I'd say... Yeah, I think so. The, the problem with Cal and a lot of those schools is that you get a lot of people who got in, because you have to be in the top whatever, like 4% or something of, yeah. of your class. So you get a lot of people who were there, but they were in the top 4% of like... Bakersfield Community School, right? And like, yeah. okay. And so there's a lot of people who show up, and they were the the smartest people in their classes. But that didn't mean much. And then all of a sudden, you, I actually think it's really unfair to those kids because you drop them in, and it's like I've never seen calculus before. How are you expecting me to do this like physics that involves calculus if yeah. I'm not ready for it? And it was, it's like. They were taking kids who were not ready for the pros and putting them in the pros. Right. It's like, you're just giving them concussions, bro. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. No, I, I had to work pretty hard to get into San Diego State University. I mean, like, uh, I was a B student, mm -hmm. which is not what typically gets admitted there. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I had a bunch of extracurriculars, captain of the wrestling team, mm -hmm. and all the plays, drama club. Plus, I, I'll be honest with you, I wrote a sob story in my application about, sure. about my parents being dead. I showed up with a decal on the back of my car. <laughs> 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 so, you show up with the decal. Admissions my parents are dead. Let me in the school. <laughs> the admissions officer looks at you. Communists tried to kill my entire family. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, I had to wait four days for health care when I visited Croatia. So uh, Ryan pulls in the parking lot with his decal. He sees the car next to him and says, Jeremy Piven's career, 1991 to 2000. <laughs> my point is I had to work really hard to get in there, and, and I wanted out of my hometown. And, like, mm. like when, I was, when I finally got to college, I was really stoked to be there. Yeah. And literally... Maybe one fourth to one third of my dorm left like in October, like before, like right when you oh. could still get some of your money. Oh, back. they left like, like they were sad. They didn't get kicked out. They were no. like failing. No, yeah, the ones I was talking about, they like couldn't. They couldn't hang. No, they left voluntarily because the, 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 I miss my boyfriend. <laughs> uh, uh, I really miss my friends. I, I miss my dog. Could you imagine what that person feels like now when they like they could have had a college degree, right? But they, but they miss their schnauzer who's <laughs> gonna die a year who's later already anyway. Dead. Yeah. The decal's already on the car on that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I so desperately want to like look those people up. I don't remember any of their names, but I want to be like, 
do you think you made the right call? You know they'd be they'd never say they they didn't. They'd be like, no, best decision I ever made, going back to to see that boyfriend who I dated for one more year and he cheated on me. Like they're, they're, they'll never admit to it. So you just gave me a great <laughs> idea, which is we should start doing the dog decals, and the first one we should do should be for the San Diego County dog catcher, and it just says all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Any of them I can catch. <laughs> I was I was part of that group, like in it for a different way. Like school was super easy for me. I never had to study yeah. shit like that. I aced all my classes, and then I, uh, sounds like was, Annie Bernard that called me. <laughs> <I would come laughs> the whole so when it was time to apply for college, I only applied to one. I applied to U of M, University mm. of Michigan, which my sister went to because mm. uh, she was super fucking smart. She got scholarships and shit, and uh, that's the only one I applied to. I got accepted. But I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do, so I stayed home and went to community college. Ugh. And then even at community college, I was like, it was a step up. I was like, oh, I have to work at this shit? Yeah. I have to stut fuck off. So it took me, <laughs> it literally took me 14 years Jesus. to get a bachelor's degree because I come fucking off and taking a year off, take two years <laughs> off, move, whatever, drop out. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, no, but I always recommend community college uh, for your, your first two years. Like, you, you yeah, if, you're not yeah. on, if you're not on scholarship, Absolutely. go go someplace. To yeah, do you spend $12 a credit, not $300 a credit, you know? Yeah, also, by the way, just so you guys know out there, there's a lot of fucking scholarship money. Like, you might not think you don't you don't qualify for it. You do. Go check out scholarships.com. You yeah. can do this thing where you, like, make a profile, and then it'll just submit to everything that you qualify for. I used to get... Thousands and thousands of dollars of scholarships that I never even applied for. Scholarships.com, that's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no meeting in May, but okay, yeah. I'll check it out. <laughs> is, is this where we're going to unveil the degenerate uh, Bobby's Vigilante Justice Scholarship? <laughs> if you send proof of punching Jeremy Piven in the nuts? You, you, have, you, have, no, like, you have no idea what you qualify. Like, uh, for instance, ask yourself. Were your parents on a Nazi death list? Yes. <laughs> if so, you're, you could be qualified. You, have, lots no, of you have no idea. There was one where it's like, write a 2,000-word essay on this topic or whatever, and I saw it 25 minutes before the deadline, and I was just like, eh, whatever, I'm going off to class anyway. And I literally just wrote a stream of consciousness about what the topic was, and it was like 280 words long, and I was just like, fuck it, and sent it in. And it didn't even meet the minimum qualifications, but they're like, we have five awards and only three people applied, so here's two grand. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something now that I'm thinking about it. How did your grandparents, A, get on the death list? Yes. Uh, and B, how did they find out? Like, it just, it, it, like a lottery ball number come down? They're like, <laughs> Herman Schaefer, all right, uh, make sure you send him a plenty of notice that he's on a death list. Somebody else stands up, I volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so like, like, how did he find out? That seems like the death list would be kept a, a little confidential. So, so here's my favorite part. Because they might flee. Yeah, yeah. So my grandfather is a drunken old Hungarian cabinet maker, and he managed to survive the Nazis, like just barely. He managed to survive the Nazis being there, and then the communists came in and took over. And communists were even worse to the general populace than the Nazis were. And at some point... These cabinets suck! You're on a death list! <laughs> yeah, at some point he got drunk at a bar and started mouthing off about these fucking communists and that he didn't like them, and he got overheard. And two communist officers showed up to my grandmother's house like an hour later. He was there and passed out in a bed somewhere because he's a drunken cabinet They're maker. like, hey, is he here? Because we're going to kill him. Yeah. Like, uh, no, he's not here. Well, they came in. As they, soon as my cabinets are done, <laughs> he's out of here. Yeah, they came in and they said, where's your husband? And she knew what that meant. They didn't. There was no like participation award they were going to give him, right? <laughs> and so she's like, nah, he's not here yet, but uh, I'll let you know as soon as they get as he gets here. And they're like, all right. And they left. And oh, then, good enough for us. <laughs> Those guys should be fired. Well, they got put on the death list for that mistake. <laughs> well, their thing is, you got to remember. They were here to kill your husband. He's not here. Oh, good enough for me. In the communist 
just controlled Eastern Bloc, you aren't going anywhere. Like, good luck. We'll be here two hours later. We'll be here after, like, we'll, we'll get you any way you catch it. Like, we're going to go out and look for him in town if we don't find him, whatever. And so she knew we only He's have. He's got to be at work at Cabinets, Cabinets, Cabinets yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. We'll be there. He built a cabinet and hid inside of it. <laughs> So, so they literally. But he was a drunk, so the door fell off. And he was just sitting right in there. So she like roused his drunken ass, and she's like, "We have, you know, maybe forty five minutes to get out of here before they come." And when you leave like that, they understand that people want to leave, so you can't leave with bags. You have to just be in your regular clothes, so they think you're just walking around town, so that you can find a way to sneak out. So, not so only how do you have, leave? You said Easter Block, you're not going anywhere. How do you leave? You have to sneak through the military lines. So they literally crawled through tall grass <laughs> in between soldiers. That's awesome. You, you, that is fucking awesome. You can't. Uh, but you can't. You can literally not take anything except no, you have your to clothes. Wear all you, your clothes. Yeah. Like no, Joey then, from that episode you, of Friends. You, you would see it, right? Like you couldn't. You can't so much bring a backpack. So it's not like you can't bring a thing. You have 30 minutes to get ready, and then you're leaving your home country for the rest of your life. Ooh, I would love to see someone like sneak back and forth like a dozen times, just try to take a little bit with them at a time. <laughs> like Andy Dufresne with the dirt. <laughs> I had a chest set, but I was only carrying one piece at a time. <laughs> this trip, I'm getting that rook. <laughs> so, Bobby, uh, you got a little family event coming up here. Yeah, so I'm terrified. So this will be airing on Christmas Eve, so you guys will be listening to this if you're listening to it the first night. As, as it happens. As I'm experiencing it, and I am fucking terrified because my Why? my family is going to come over and meet my wife's family pretty much for the first time Wait, and I'm whoa, whoa, I'm stop terrified. stop stop your your families haven't met how long have you been married? Three years around. <laughs> Listen, we've all heard the stories about Bobby's family. This should surprise nobody. Yeah, well, that's why I'm terrified. And like, they think they're communists. <laughs> my parents have met her parents, so like that's fine. But like, my brother and sister are in town, and they're gonna come, and it's all gonna, and it's gonna be her whole family and my whole family in one place. They were all in one place for the wedding for like 30 minutes because my parents didn't stay at my wedding very long. But like, they were only there for like 30 minutes, and then they left, and it was a big wedding, so they didn't really interact. But now it's gonna be small. Like, we're all gonna be crammed into 1,200 square feet of uh, festive family house, and we're gonna see what happens. And I'm terrified because. My brother and sister just got in town. I went out to the desert with them yesterday with my son to like go on a big family adventure. And we got out there the entire way. My brother's talking about chemtrails and how the government's <laughs> using <laughs> fucking lasers to start forest I fires. About that you know what would make you feel more comfortable? If you just change it, instead of just a gathering, yeah. how about a family versus family one-on-one -on -one tournament? Like Family Feud? No, or no, like, like a battle royale. Combat. Yeah. To the death. No, 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 no. I don't know that everybody's going to fare well in that. <laughs> That's hey, the whole point. You know what? Just just, uh, just disinvite your family yes. and then show up with a big decal in the back of your <laughs> Mom whole and dad. family? Yeah, the whole family. It, be it like the stick figures under their coffins. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the Timothy Sorry, family. It's <laughs> different size <laughs> They're all dead. The, co the communists finally found them. I, I want this. them to have like one of those like personal touches they do with the sticks too. Like one of the coffins is in a dune buggy. <laughs> <laughs> What's what, what, got a lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> and so, if, if any of our listeners are wondering about the uh, about Bobby's family, what he just said should sum up everything. It was their son's wedding day, and they ducked out early. <laughs> Dude, what, uh, they have time What's the name of the neighborhood you live in? I live in yeah. Bankers Hill. Okay, uh, so here's what you do: just the day before. Just let your parents know, like, hey, uh, maybe don't come over. We just got put on the, the death list for Bankers Hill. <laughs> then you contact your brother and say, hey, they just sprayed some chemtrails over the neighborhood. You might want to steer clear. It's all the different ones. I go to my dad. I'm like, yeah. the Viet Cong are <laughs> invading <Yeah>. Bankers Hill. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what? So what do you think might happen? Let's get some predictions. I am terrified that politics are going to come up. That and my brother's crazy conspiracy theories. Yeah, but Jill's family's awesome. So yes. like, uh, don't you think that Jill's like, family's left? My family ranges from far right to insane, crazy person right. And so like, I've met Jill's dad. I feel like when your brother says, you know, sir, uh, the government's controlled by lizard people, he's going to go radio then. Maybe, maybe. That's, just, that's dynamite, son. There's just a lot of people there. I don't know. My brother's going to pull aside one of my nieces and start talking about the Bilderberg group. I have no clue what's going on, but like, it's not going to be good. What's going on with Bilderberg? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be there. Just like if your brother said some crazy shit to me, I would just stare at him for a second. I would touch my ears if I had an earpiece and he's like, he's on to us. <laughs> Well, you guys know that's literally why I wear an Illuminati ring, just to fuck with those people. Oh, that's so funny. I literally bought this just to fuck with, with conspiracy theories. Like, they'll start talking, and I'll just scratch my eye with it, and then they'll, they'll stop talking, they'll run away. Oh, my God. Maybe I need one of those. That's, that's... Oh, I know. This thing has been great. It's the King of Pranks. <laughs> yeah, so at some point, we'll be having some conversations about chemtrails and how Trump is the second coming of Jesus, and I will just be sitting there trying to get too drunk to remember what's happening. <laughs> and building some cabinets. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, crazy-ass conspiracy theorists, I stumbled upon one that I didn't realize Dave had actually warned me about. Oh, like, yeah. I was online. I'm loop here. Yeah. <laughs> I was online, and then uh, I started getting pings because people always include me when crazy conspiracy theorists yes. are going off. You're like our favorite local authority. Yeah, to, like, I know. Tag into conversation. And sometimes it's like, I'm at it's work. like Bobby gets tagged in for that, and I get tagged in if someone's being a creep to a woman. Brian Jones. And I'm like, what? Because you're an expert in that. <laughs> 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 Ryan, can you beat this? <laughs> Zip. <laughs> So somebody had tagged me in that, and I went, and it was a, just a dude who's being a crazy conspiracy theorist, and also just like super right-wing, I'm always right, you know, Trump can do no wrong, one of those dudes. Oh, he's, yeah, he's super condescending. Everything is like, oh, you think that because you're not educated. I right. remember when I was learning to read and how hard yes. it was. And Well, so I decided to go hard on him that way, because I guess he's from Wyoming. I had pointed oh, out a few- He's super woke. Yeah, I pointed out a few things. Like, for instance, he was like, it was, it was right after Trump had, his lawyers had just admitted, we broke the law with our 501c3s with the Trump Foundation, we had, we are now going to, in penance, pay back millions of dollars because we used them inappropriately against the law. And he's like, he didn't do anything wrong! And I was <laughs> like, and I think I, I screenshot it, and I quoted it, I was like, dumbass co comedian from Wyoming, he didn't do anything wrong. Trump's lawyers, here's what we did wrong and why we're sorry. <laughs> and then he kept dodging, he's like, oh, yeah. nope, they didn't. Show, you know, me, a, show yeah, me a link. And he clearly, like, he was just a, a genuinely dumb person. Like, the things he was saying. But he thinks he's brilliant. Here's yes. Ryan, just in case. His just processing idea. power was just low. He had but, low But here's the kind of person he is. All right. He's not just like chemtrails and shit. Okay. He thinks climate change is not just fake. He thinks it's an actual hoax. That, like, people are making money off of. Everybody's in on he it. He thinks that political correctness is bullshit. He's just, like, that kind of, like, white. Yeah, well, he was nutty, and he's from Wyoming, so I think I... Should I, I just text him a picture of my ring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you would bring up anything bad about Trump, you'd blah, 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 socialism. Like, oh, you yeah. socialist, you socialist. And I think my comment was, the only socialism here is allowing somebody who was educated in Wyoming to participate in an adult <laughs> conversation. <laughs> All right? We are allowing somebody who does not necessarily earn the right to speak to speak. So shut up, because socialism's good for you. Uh, well, like you know, my wife is from Alabama, yeah. and a lot of her family thinks she's dead because she had to block them all. <laughs> because this, this They're all driving around with stickers on their windows. <laughs> 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 this is a question mark at the end, mate. So she, she literally, this is, this is from my, uh, my wife's cousin, same one that did that video where she was drunk in the morning, by the way. Uh -huh. 
It's a picture of Trump with his hand over his heart, and it says the following. He received a standing ovation by 68,705 people. It's a very specific Very interesting. I was there. I counted. Yeah. He stood in the rain for the national anthem. Flag emoji. No one assisted him with an umbrella. That's a weird brag. There, there's a angry, I didn't need any help with this umbrella. There's an angry Fox News thing about a long time ago when a Marine held an umbrella over Obama on his own volition, yeah. and they're still pissed no, at Obama for it. I know that's what that was, but also, Ryan, you pointed this out too. Like, Having seen him handle an umbrella, he would yeah. definitely need yeah, assistance. Needs so assistance. the fact that he didn't need assistance, that's actually a good and point. And by the way, it's a weird thing to brag about <laughs> considering he purposely skipped the entombment of the unknown soldier because it was sprinkling like yeah. six months ago. If you Google Trump umbrella, you are invariably going to come up with a lot of images of him with an inverted umbrella <laughs> yeah, just yeah, turned yeah. outside out. Just, just He didn't know how to handle it. Or he's not able to get in his plane, so he just throws yeah, it he away. he doesn't to close it. He just it's, drops it. He like, just okay. drops it and lets it blow away. He does not know how to use an umbrella. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, what else did he say? Uh, he saluted our flag. Well done. Okay, Literally every president. Yep. <laughs> After the way many people have disrespected him, his wife, and their kids, he still chooses to fight for you. We have one of, if not the, best president ever, Trump 2020. That the the thing is, there that's are people scary, like that. That, is so that scary. that's not a lie to them. Like they believe no. that they yeah. believe. Like fuck Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln. This is the best president we've ever. There is an honest to god view of that among a certain group of populace. And you know, you can get into the politics. The the reality is that all the science shows that your political opinions are more likely determined by your social groups than they are by your reasoning. And so, like. We can make fun of them and everything, but there are people on our side who are just as dumb, right? Oh, there for are sure. there are people who will uncritically go where anywhere where someone on the left tells them to go, yeah. and and they they will unquestioningly defend any left policy. And it's both of these. What's really interesting, we just had a, a story on Science Faction we covered where it turns out that both of those people, the what they call like inflexible thinkers on the left and the right. They're actually really similar to each other. Like if you give them oh, non, yeah, yeah, yeah. non-political tests, almost everything comes out the same, and they're all batshit crazy. Like the rest of us are in the middle of this bell curve, right? And these are two groups that are on the tail ends. And what's really interesting is that even though they are the ones who are fighting each other, right? It's like Antifa and uh, alt right, and they're going against each other. Psychologically speaking, they're almost the same person. Oh yeah, I it just that depends. Yeah. Yeah. It depends where you grow up, whether or not you become the nutty one on one side or the nutty one on the other. I mean, yeah. you know, far more people that that are too far left have come after me than the too far right. Sure. I, I mean, we've seen it a million times. They initially become my fan because they they know I'm leaning left, and then every comment is like, "Let me explain to you why what you just said is rape." Yeah, like yeah. you're so not they, left enough. Yeah, yeah like, right. It's, it's, I made a joke about a special app where uh, it's like Uber. Uber, but it just uh, scares off a creep at a bar, and then th- th- and and like no less than three of these too far left. Are like, let me tell you why it's not funny. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, or, or you're putting the onus on women to, to download this app in your fictional joke. And, all, and, yeah. and really, you should be discussing the rape culture. I'm like, you and know you, what? You are just the same as a guy who just arm children. You can't talk to them. You can't like reason with them because it's not a reasonable belief. The only way to fight that belief is it's to go with your fists. <laughs> is to go way further left. When they're like, hey, let me tell you why this is problematic. And you're like, oh my gosh, 
you have no idea how problematic your explanation is. Let me explain <laughs> what you just said about women. That's and what I used to do with Falkenbach <laughs> way back before he blocked me. Yeah, he went, he I would was, just take his side way further. I, I do like that Ryan tried that as a joke with like conservative people doing videos in their truck, and oh, the yeah. joke didn't play because right. even though he tried to be over the top, it just everybody just thought he was serious. It was yeah. regular. What, he was I, getting thumbs up by yeah. by BillsFords.net and <laughs> stuff. Dude, I don't think we've talked about this on the show yet. Is I did a YouTube video and we entered it in, a, in, a, in Dave's Film Fest of me being a white guy shouting in trucks like Graham Allen and all yeah. these guys that do this. And like Bobby said, like uh, all, all my friends are like, oh, that's hilarious. You sound like, just like one of those assholes. But like so many dudes to the, like, to, uh, to the alt-right were like, this guy sees the truth. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's- the video is so clearly over the top. Yeah. Like it's so clearly a parody. Yes. But they're so far right that that's real to I, them. I, I was getting messages like, keep fighting the good fight, brother. I'm like, I'm like Jesus. And then, <laughs> that's and where then, he got the ring from. That's where he got the ring. <laughs> and then now I've, I've seen myself in several viral memes uh, yes. as a guy yeah, shouting. Yeah, a screen cap of you is like, a the, screen yeah. cap from the video, like, look at this fucking guy, this 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 uh, straight white male yelling in the front of his truck. I'm like, it was a parody video. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous when you get to the point where parody is indistinguishable from the actual thing. Yeah. It's like when Tina Fey used to do impersonations of Sarah Palin, and you couldn't tell that they were like, <laughs> first she looked and sounded like her, but then secondly, Sarah Palin said such stupid stuff that yeah. it, like you're like, yeah. this is no different. I just thought of something. I've been in so many fucking memes. I want, I'm Googling white guy in truck and see what comes up. <laughs> oh my god, I'm the fourth fucking image. <laughs> the, if you would Google white guy and drug one, two, three, four, I'm over. Oh, this is fantastic. And I'm the best one. <laughs> like, other, other guys, oh my god. Hey, wait, That's Ryan. why I'm in so many fucking memes. Oh my god, I just got it. Let's lean into this. Let's make you I a, think I've leaned in plenty. Let's make you a conservative YouTube star and then see if we can slowly bring people over, right? So like, you start off with, the only good Mexican's a dead Mexican. I'll make him dead because I got a bunch of guns and I want more, right? You start off that way. <laughs> Yikes. And you just slowly bring them over. You're like, you know what? I don't like all the Mexicans, but some of the people from Guadalajara are kind of nice. I'm just saying some. That's it. And then you just slowly bring it over. And by the end, you're wearing rainbow flags and talking about trans acceptance. Just just going back to Trump and like how crazy these people are to still support him. Yeah. I, I just saw this quote. I guess it's from last year, but I just saw someone posted it. There's an actual quote from Trump's rally 2018 last year. I have broken more Elton John records. He seems to have a lot of records. And I, by the way, I don't have a musical instrument. I don't have a guitar or an organ. No organ. Elton has an organ and lots of other people helping. No, we've broken a lot of records. We've broken virtually every record because, you know, look, I only need this space. They need much Timmy, more room. get away room. from Grandpa. He's not well. For basketball, for hockey and all the sports, they need a lot of room. We don't need it. We have people in that space, so we break all these records. Really, we do it without, like, musical instruments. This is the only musical, the mouth, and hopefully the brain attached to the mouth, right? The brain, more important than the mouth, is the brain. The brain is much more important. What? what, what His stream what, of what, consciousness. What the fuck is what? he saying? <laughs> what was that from? But they eat it up. You know they what fucking eat it up. You know what he's doing? You guys have seen this. A comedian's on stage. They do a joke. They either lose their spot, forget their next joke, or they get too involved with what the crowd's doing. And they're not doing crowd work. They're just kind of affirming what they already said, right? Like, they, they do a punchline. They're like, that's what he said. He's not even doing that. He's just hey, saying he said that, words. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's he said that. He's just saying words yes. that don't even make sense. He's doing filler. He's putting in unnecessary filler. It's like an, it's like an entry-level comic who's nervous on stage. And but they it's not, there's not even, like, a through line that goes through the no, whole thing. not at all. It's a stream of consciousness. Like, it's even Jeremy diarrhea. Piven can do crowd work. Ah! <laughs>
Allegedly. Do you guys think when he dies, they're, they're gonna put up, everyone's going to put a big Trump decal on the back of their car? <laughs> I, I kind of think that's where we're there headed. There will be a certain percentage of people who do, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. That'll be, fun, that'll be fun to cut them off in traffic. <laughs> all right, let's call it a week. First of all, we want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Thank you so much for sticking with us through another year. I'm Ryan for Dave and Bobby saying see you next week, cruising with the twos. God killed your friend because you don't use your turn <laughs> signal. <laughs> Motherfucking time is passing